Satan for one lightning I saw darkness run for cover But still the miracle that I just can't get over Is my name is registered in heaven I believe in signs and wonders I have resurrection power the miracle that I just can't get over is my name is registered in heaven and my praise belongs to you forever this is my testimony from death to life cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous
Overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. It's so good to be with you tonight. I just want to remind you, as you can leave, you can drop your tithes and offering in our tithe boxes, or you can continue to give online. Let's say our declaration together tonight. Let's say these things in faith tonight. Lord, today by faith, we declare that we are walking in the manifestation season. As your faithful remnant, we will house your very presence. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and he has delivered us from all of our troubles and fears. We are no longer victims, but we are victors in Christ. We will not be deceived by the lies of the enemy, but we will give health, healing, and wholeness to the hopeless and those in despair. We will live under your anointing and see the revealed purpose of Christ in each of our lives, and we declare your everlasting word on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we're able to gather together in your, in your house, lifting up your name. We're thankful, Lord, for our people's faithfulness and their giving, Lord. And we pray that 2022 be even better in Jesus' name. I just pray, God, that your will be done tonight, Lord Jesus. I pray that your power be put on display, that we just allow you and welcome you in to do whatever that is you want to do. And I pray you'd help Pastor Mike tonight as he brings forth the word. Lord, give him freedom, give him power, give him liberty to proclaim the word of God. We're thankful to lift up praises to you with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Let us not take this time for granted. In Jesus' name, amen.
forever our God, you're more than enough. Can you just lift your hands one more time, let's sing it out to him, that you are amazing, more than amazing. Forever our God, you're more than enough, and you are amazing, you're more than amazing, forever our God, you're more than enough. excited and nervous about preaching tonight. Um, I'm not going to lie, I'm always nervous when I preach. But tonight it's just like something inside of me. My heart is beating so fast. I want to talk this evening out of the book of Hebrews. I don't really preach out there a whole lot. But I'm going to be using the message version of the Bible to talk to you guys for a moment because I want to illustrate a point in the message version. But my, pro, my, my prayer tonight is this, is that tonight it challenges you. My second thing is this, is I hope it speaks to you in a powerful way. Hebrews 12, 24 through 28 says this. No, that's not your experience at all. You've come to Mount Zion, the city where the living God resides. The invisible Jerusalem is populated by throngs of festive angels and Christian citizens. It is a city where God is judged, where judgments uh, that make us just. You've come to Jesus, who presents us with a new covenant, a fresh charter from God. He is the mediator of this covenant. The murder of Jesus, unlike Abel, a homicide that cried out for vengeance, became a proclamation for grace. So don't turn a deaf ear to these gracious words. If those who ignored earthly warnings didn't get away with it, what will happen to us if we turn our backs on heavenly warnings? His voice shook that time, the earth to its foundations. This time he told us this plainly. He also rocks, he will also rock the heavens. So I want you to listen to this part. One last shaking from top to bottom, from stem to stem. The phrase one last shakings means a thorough house cleaning, getting rid of all of the historical and religious junk so that the unsakeable essentials stand clear and uncluttered. Do you see what we've got? We have an unshakable kingdom, and do you know how much thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but coming with worship deeply reverent before God, for God is not an indifferent bystander. He is actively, and I love this, he is cleaning house, torching all that needs to be burned, and God will not quit until it's cleansed. Brother Bill Marvin, would you pray over the rest of the service, please? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for being able to be in 
Amen. That phrase in verse 27, one last shaking. I want to use that this evening to talk for the next few moments. And as you notice, this text begins by talking about a t period or a time of shaking. Understand that when I think of times that we've lived in and we are living through right now and the way things have been over these last few years, many of you I'm sure would agree if there was a word or a phrase that we would try to use to describe it, I'm sure some of the words might involve instability, unstableness, and uncertainty. But what I love about the text that we're using tonight is that in the latter part of the first century, the writer of Hebrews is writing to a Jewish Christian audience. Now listen to this that were facing stress and persecution. They were in a time when the world was unstable, the world was uncertain, times were tough, times were hard, but he comes to this particular audience and reminds them with a goal in mind to encourage them in the middle of tough times. And what I feel I need to share this evening is to come and encourage you to give you the word of God so that you can understand, especially as born-again believers, that as the text has told us, despite all the shaking that may be going on around us, you and I have received a kingdom that shall not be shaken. The scripture gives us a contrast that tells us there are things that will be shaken and things that will not be shaken. It talks about the kingdom of God. It says the kingdom of God is unshakable. Therefore, if it is not built on the kingdom, if it's not rooted in the kingdom, if it's not founded in the kingdom, if it's not sustained in the kingdom by the Spirit of God and by the Word of God and rooted God on himself, it will be shaken. And I want to ask you guys this question tonight. Is your life a kingdom life? Is your life built on the kingdom? Is your marriage built on the kingdom? Is your business built on the kingdom? Are we treating our family the kingdom way? Because according to the scripture, when it's all said and done, the only thing that will remain and stand the test of time is that which is built on the kingdom of God. Yes. Understand that we have to have this perspective and understanding of the kingdom of God. But let me say this. When I say the kingdom of God, everything that has God on it does not mean God is in it. Let me go over that again. Everything that has God on it does not have him in it. And just because it says Jesus doesn't mean Jesus is in it. You see, we have to transfer from lip service to lifestyle, from charisma to character. The Bible actually says that the kingdom of God is not in word only, watch this, but in power. In other words, it's not just about what I say, 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 but it's allowing the power of God by the spirit of God to alter, change, and transform mine and your life. That I am living a life that is not consistent with culture, but is consistent with Christ. There are a lot of people who have a lot of say, but they don't have a lot of do. Let me give you some scripture in Matthew 7. One. Matthew 7. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Watch this. But he who does the will of my Father. It distinguishes that there has to be consistency between my say 
and also my do. It's not enough to say, 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 and know all the right words. But you see, God wants to look at your life and see fruit, fruit, and more fruit. Matthew 7, 23 says this, knowing the correct password, and I'm reading out of the message version again, knowing the correct password saying master, master, for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me. What is required is serious obedience, doing what my father wills. I can see it now at the final judgment, thousands strutting up to me and saying, master, we preach the message. We bash demons. Our God-sponsored projects had everyone talking. And you know what I will say? You missed the boat. All you did was use me to make yourselves important. That doesn't impress me. Church, I'm saying that you've got to make sure that you've got more than say in your life. Jesus said, many will use my name, throw my name around, and put my name on stuff. Every one of us, including myself, have to have more than say and know all the right words. There has to be a spirit about us doing the will of the Father, not ours, but His. You know, I think back just a couple months ago about our little town in the surrounding area. How many of y'all remember the night that the earthquake happened? Can I ask a question? Was anybody else just like me? I didn't know nothing happened. I really didn't. Okay, I'm not the only one. Okay. A 3.7 earthquake is what I found on Google. Is what the most accurate thing says. At 41 years old, and this is the first time I can actually say or remember that I knew I was in an earthquake. Not because I felt anything, but because of everybody, what everybody else was saying. I didn't, I honestly didn't, I didn't feel it. I was at the parking lot of Buffalo Wild Wings saying goodnight to a friend, and my wife called me, and my instant reaction was, somebody has broken into the house with my family because of the way she is panicking. Where I was, you couldn't see very much, didn't know very much, but when I got home and when I looked at social media and, and KFS 12 and everything that was going on, I knew that that moment, it had made an effect. It left its mark. And why are, you, why are you telling me about this, Pastor Mike? Why are, you, why are you sharing that story? I remember hearing from another pastor one time who was going into a building project, and he lives on the West Coast. According to what he told me, out there, buildings and churches are prepared in a way to help during an earthquake or during a shaking. They are built with shaking in mind. They are built in such a way because at some point, there will and there could be shaking. And my question tonight to each and every one of us is this. Are you building your life with shaking in mind? Are you building in such a way that any given moment shaking can happen? Because you see, that's what Matthew 7 teaches us. And it says that either your house is going to be built wisely and you're going to be built on the rock or it's going to be built foolishly. One is going to be on the rock, one is going to be on the sand. One is going to be a hearer and a doer and another is only going to be a hearer only. And here's the thing that's amazing to me. Both houses will look the same, appear to be the same, and the same storm will hit both houses, but we're going to have two different outcomes. Because everything looked good and okay until the storm or the shaking hit, but because it was a shaking that was revealed what it was really made of. You know, it's easy to say Jehovah Jireh when you've got the money. It's easy to throw your hands up in praise and say he's my healer when your health is full and intact. It's easy to say that I am victorious, but I want to know, will that still be our declaration when the bank is showing a negative? Will that still be your worship when the doctor gives you the bad news? Church, it's only when the shaking comes you will find out what you are really made of. 
But I declare I believe I'm in the right place here tonight. I believe I'm here at this church, and God is wanting to raise up an unshakable group of people who can and will do his work. Come hell or high water, we're going to see what God has for us. I can tell you this. In the Bible, it says you have received an unshakable kingdom. You and I have received an unshakable kingdom. I love that word. Colossians 1.13 says this. God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. Now watch this. And translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. If that don't make you want to shout, I don't know what will. God rescued you from darkness. And he translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Transformed us. When you become a blood-bought, born-again believer and gave your heart to Jesus Christ, you were at that moment transferred from darkness to light, from rebellion to righteousness, from disadvantage to advantage. And I love that word transferred because the picture that is painted is that it's, just, it's just such a great, beautiful picture, but it was not an easy transition. It literally means transferred, it literally means to be snatched. In other words, let me give you this example. A lot of you guys in here have kids or maybe have grandkids, and maybe you've experienced something, something like this before. Have you been going through a parking lot, lots of cars going around, and you've got one eye on the cars and you've got one eye on the kid? Has anybody else been there or is that just me? And I will never forget one time, I don't remember where we were at, but when I grabbed Peyton by the back of the neck, I didn't grab his, I mean, his jacket or his shirt. I mean, I grabbed his neck like that and I pulled back. Anybody else ever know how to do something like that? Because they're walking around. There's not a care in the world. They're not looking about anything that's about them. They're just out there doing their own thing. And I love the reaction of that, my son that night and probably most other people. I'm sure you all have seen it too. The initial reaction is they get back to you as this, what did I do wrong? And I'm like, did you not see what was getting ready to happen? You almost got hit by a car. Are you not paying attention? Now, I want you to watch this. Those kids think what I was doing to what my son thought I was doing to him was hurting him. But what they didn't realize is the danger that they were in at that moment. But it took somebody that could see something that they didn't see to be able to snatch them so their lives would be preserved. And thank God Almighty that God looked down on each and every one of us and said, you're not realizing what you're walking into, but I'm about to snatch you out of where you're at, and I'm about to transfer you into a new life. When it says you have been transferred in the kingdom of God, dear son, you need to understand that whenever you prayed that prayer, bowed your knees or called on Jesus, that there was a snatching in the spirit and the, that took place without hesitancy on his part. You didn't just walk down the aisle or bend your knee in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit went to battle and snatched you and placed you in the kingdom. You are now part of the body of Christ, a holy nation, a chosen generation, His own special people. Pastor Mike, why is this important, the shaking? Because we need to understand that there's an end goal in mind. He said the end goal is to get a people that won't be shook. When shaking comes. And sometimes God is going to use shaking himself. He said, I'll be the one doing the shaking, not the devil, me. And God was going to use shaking for developmental purposes. There'll be times when God will shake you so he can shift you. 
And he will shake you so he can also shape you. And when God allows shaking, hear what I'm about to say. Shaking may not be just happening to you, but the shaking may be for you. The situation makes it feel like it's happening that I'm going through. It's, it's, it's happening to me. We may not realize it at that moment. It doesn't seem like it. it's painful right now. But church, we have to understand that God loves each of us too much to leave your life cluttered and filled with chaos and confusion. Everything that he has put down inside of you and you being buried underneath all of these things really don't matter. So God says, I will allow shaking and God will use shaking to allow first this. God will use, allow shaking to bring separation. Y'all didn't know you were coming to kids church tonight. I got props up here. What is that? I'm only hearing girls' verses, so that just tells me what I need to know. Separation. What do I mean by that? Well, let me read this scripture real quick to you first. Amos 9.9 9 says this, For behold, I give the commandment, I will shake the house of Israel among all the nations as one shakes a sheave, but no pebble shall fall to the ground. Let me explain what I'm, what I'm going to talk about shaking. When he is shaking, it's to understand that there are things in my life that need to be separated. And what the scripture in Amos was talking about, it was a seed. It was the way they, they used to shift the wheat or to get the wholesome grain of the wheat. One of the first things that they would do after they grabbed it is that they would take the wheat, they would lay it on the ground and let the oxen trample over it and break it up, crush it, press it, and then they would pick it up and they would throw it up in the air and then the wind would blow through it and separate it even more. But that wasn't the last phase. The last phase is they would get something similar to this. And they would put it into what they called a sheave, we called a strainer, and once it was on there, they would begin to violently shake it to break everything apart. They would violently shake it. And this would be the last step. But what would happen was when that violently shake, it is for all the remains of the non-essentials. You see, this is your life, and here is God up here holding it, and he's shaking some things in your life. He's not losing you. He's trying to get those things out of your life that doesn't need to be around anymore, that's holding you back from where he wants you to go. All of these non-essentials fall through the holes. They would fall through the cracks, and these things that would remain in there would be the very thing that they could take and watch this be provision or a blessing to people that they could be used to need or, or, or to uh, nourish. Whatever remains, God says, you know what? You still got a purpose in there. But if it falls out, you don't need it anymore. You see, a lot of us will even get upset today, even mad, or haven't gotten over the fact that some things that fell through this during the shaking process isn't in your life anymore. Because I want to say to you this evening, it was a good thing they fell through. Because the reason it fell through was because if it wasn't God's best for you. It needs to fall through. And sometimes what God will do is going to shake you to bring preparation. Sometimes that separation is from people. Sometimes that situation, separation is from situations and circumstances. God wants to separate us from mindsets, attitudes, and mentalities. And let me just say it like this. Sometimes your separation will precede your elevation. And what do I mean by that? The Bible says in Genesis concerning Lot and Abram 
The Bible says after Lot had separated from Abram, then the Lord said, look. In other words, there were some things Abram couldn't see as long as Lot was in his life. And that's important because Lot's name means veiled. In other words, as long as the veil was in Abram's life, he couldn't see what God had for him in his future and what was needed for him. And could it be that some of us in here have a lot, you're going to get that joke on the way home, have a lot to get rid of, and could it be some of us have our own veils that we need shaken out of our lives so we can have our full potential of what God has for each of us? This shouldn't be separation anxiety, but separation blessings. Separation is sometimes God's exit strategy for you. There are times if you will look back over your life, and for some of you all needs to be right now, we need to say, hey, thanks for the experience and lesson, but our time together has expired, and I've got to go because God is causing a shaking in my life. The second thing is this, prioritize. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be provided for you. Matthew 6, 33. Let me get my next uh, visual aid here. Here is some Italian dressing from Olive Garden. And I'm sorry to say I do not have any of the breadsticks with me. I apologize. How many of y'all like this stuff right here? Y'all nasty. This stuff is just awful. <laughs> I think it's nasty. Give me some ranch any day. But have you ever noticed something that if you were... To look on the label, I know many of us, I, my wife hates us about me, but when I go to the store, you know what the first thing I'm looking for? Where's that expiration date? I don't want to buy something that's only got three days where it can be used. I'm a cheapskate. I want it to last for a month, okay? But if you start looking around, you can start seeing the ingredients. You've got to see the advertisement. But there's one thing on here that really, really caught my eye. Shake well. Why does it say that? If you could see it right now where, where I'm at, you can see a lot of the ingredients have fallen to the bottom. And it has settled to the bottom, but in order for them to give the correct and proper taste and work at its most effective level for, and to be used for its intended purpose, it's got to be shook up. Because there are things that used to be at the top, but now have fallen to the side and to the bottom. And what God uses shaking to prioritize, what God is trying to say is you have allowed things that once were a priority to now become settled at the bottom. Prayer used to be a priority, but now it's at the bottom. Prayer, Bible reading and studying used to be a, a priority, but now it's fallen to the side. Your family used to be a priority, but now everything has gotten you so busy and you're going everywhere. You don't even remember if you were at church last week. I said that. Yes, I did. And now it's at the bottom. And let me tell you this, that God will allow times of, you, of coming in and shaking your life to get it all back in order. Let me say this, prayer should never be your last response, but it should always be your first response. God doesn't just want you to praise on a Sunday morning in a building, but he desires for your life to be full of praise. The Bible isn't to be just used as a cute uh, picture to post on social media on Tuesday morning for no effect. God desires for you to take an entire chapter of the Bible and learn how to live and affect those around you. God wants to be priority in our lives to the very point we are asking God, God, is this your will for me? 
Not what I feel, but what, what does God's word say about this? What does God's word say about this relationship? What does God's word say about this business deal I'm getting ready to get into? What does God's word say about me living the way I am living? I'll tell you, we need to be stopped being concerned with what culture says. We need to be less concerned with social media trends, TikTok, Twitter, etc., and all that stuff, and be more concerned with the truth and what the Bible says about me is truth. Social media will tell you you are an outcast, but the Bible says I am chosen. Social media and society will say image is everything, but the Bible says I'm a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Social media and society will say you're never going to amount to anything, but the Bible says I am God's very own possession. And church, when it is built on the word of God, it will stand the test of time. Prioritize. Because see, anytime, anytime you settle... It always ends up at the bottom. And God loves you too much, pay too high a price at Calvary for you to settle for average things. So what God's going to do is he's going to come by and say, I need you to shake that up a little bit. I need you to start moving a little bit. I need you to start reprioritizing the things. I'm going to start shaking until I get your attention. You know, I know these last few years have been crazy. I know these last few years have had confusion and everything else. But guys, I feel this strongly. I'm going to say this boldly. The promise God gave you for the pandemic is still intact. God did not change. His word did not change. We will make it through this, and we will come out the other side shining gloriously for this world. I believe it with all of my heart. God has too much for you, for me, to settle. He has too many plans. When you settle, you are robbing the world of where God has and what he wants to do in your life. That mindset has to change. You've got to shake it off. You were created for a purpose. You have a plan for your life. And you need to shake all of this negative junk off and remember who you are in Christ. You need to say things, my marriage will not settle. My business is not going to settle. My ministry is not going to settle. Moms and dads, you need to speak this over your kids and your grandkids. My family will not settle. Third thing is pe preparation. You're going to love this illustration. <laughs> well, glory, there just went the service. I'm going to ask it, but what is it, does anybody know what I got in my hand? And for some reason, I'm only hearing guys talk right now. Pepto-Bismol. But have you ever really taken a moment to read the back of it? And its intended purpose is this. Let me read it here. <laughs> Relieves traveler's diarrhea. I got to say that behind the pulpit. Yes. Upset stomach due to overindulgence in food or drink. Heartburn, indigestion, nausea, gas, belching, and fullness. But you know what it says just right above it? Shake well before use. Shake well. When you shake this up before you use it, the end result is hoping you will feel better afterwards. And sometimes God will shake things to make you better. Because things that are holding on to you are messing you up, not just on the outside, but on the inside also. And, pep, and this right here, it's designed to help with what's on the inside that does not feel well. 
We have all suffered from all types of things, maybe such as heartbreak, and you are upset on the inside, but the Lord wants you to be well before you can be used. I didn't say perfection. Did not say that. But I believe there is a state of maturity and health that God wants to have in us before we can step into certain things. You see, when you are not well and, and you try to step into, say, let's, for example, say ministry and try, not, and try to do things, when you are not well, you will do ministry to serve you instead of allowing God to use you in ministry. Because it becomes self-serving because you are using it to try and feed a sickness on the inside. And that is why Jesus said to the disciples, he said, when they reject you in one city or not welcome you, listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off. You do not take the stuff that is holding you down and tearing you apart. What has weighed you down in this season, you have to shake off and go into the next season. You cannot take regrets into your next season. You cannot take doubts into your next season. You cannot take remorse into your next season. Guys, we can't allow the enemy to keep the dust of guilt, condemnation, and shame on our life because of the things that you or I have messed up in this world. At the moment that we said, God, forgive us, it was forgotten. But we want to hold on to it. And through all of this, and if the worship team would go ahead and come, please. Through all of this, we want to hold on to everything. Because that identifies us. We want to hold on to those struggles we had. We want to hold on sometimes to those things that weighed us down because it's my crutch. It can make me feel good. But what God's wanting to say tonight to a lot of us is this. I'm ready to start doing a shakening. So this is, I'm, I'm tired of just the average. I'm tired of just, the, 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 the just getting by church. I believe God's saying to us in here, I'm ready to move into 2022 like we didn't even think possible. I know some of us in, in, in the church world are holding on going, what's COVID going to do next? What's this going to do next? I don't know. I can't answer that question. If I could snap my fingers and COVID would be gone, y'all, I would have done it last week, okay? But I refuse. Now, hear me. I'm not trying to, be, I'm not trying to go against the medical professionals. I'm not trying to do that. You've got to take caution. You've got to be smart. But I refuse to allow COVID to dictate my life in Christ. I refuse to allow COVID to ruin the relationships that I try to build with my kids, with, with your kids. And I want to go forward in Christ. But see, to go forward, we have to re forget and let God have control over everything in the past. We got to let him do a shakening in our lives. We want to keep remembering all the bad things and all the bad choices. And I'll tell you what, the devil is great at reminding us of these. But I want you to open that word of God at home, turn off the TV, put the phone down, and you will see in the word of God what he says about your future. For example, in Hebrews 8, I will forgive your sin and I will remember it no more. Church, settling for something less than what God has for you is wrong, but so many times we have done it over and over and over. God is trying to look out for each and every one of us because the plan he has for you and for me and as us as a collective group here at the palace, guys, it's greater than we can even imagine. You know, the Bible says about Paul after being shipwrecked in Acts 28, he was trying to make a fire and a viper came out because of the heat and it bit Paul, a poisonous snake. And you know what? Paul should have died from that. Think about it for a moment. Look back in your lives. 
Are there times when you can say that? I should have died from that. I should not be here from that. But the scripture says this. He shook the snake off in the fire. Watch this. Notice the snake bit him and bit him with his mouth, obviously, the snake. You see, a lot of influence, whether it be good or bad, comes from this right here, your mouth. And something I want to ask you guys tonight is this. Who or what influence do you need to shake off your life? Was it the mouth that said you were never going to amount to anything? Was it the mouth that said you were insignificant? Was it a mouth that said you were worthless? Every one of those negative things are not the mouth of God. All of these negative thoughts and things are what the devil is using to try and hold you in captivity if we will allow it. I believe someone or many in here tonight are saying this, I'm ready for a shakening in my house, in my relationships, in my friendships. I'm ready for God to shake in every aspect of my life more than I ever have been before. I don't know about you, but I'm ready tonight to shake off 2021, 2020, and I want to go forward in 2022. With every eye closed and every head bowed, please. I want to say this, and I want to reveal myself a little bit to you guys. I know what it's like to be told you're never going to amount to anything. I know what it's like to live years in bondage to something of guilt, and condemnation and insecurity because I let a viper keep its hold on me and keep me in place. I've heard these words whispered in my ears, you can never do anything, you'll never amount to anything. I lived under that for years. But one day God, church, one day God came, shook things in my life like never before. And the difference this time was I responded to what he wanted to do in my life. It wasn't about me. It was about God, and I wanted him first in my life. So what I want to do is this first. If you're in here tonight and you're saying, Mike, that is me, I've got things holding me up, and maybe never in my life, maybe never in my life, I've never asked Jesus Christ into my heart. I've never prayed a sinner's prayer. I'm going to hold for a minute. If that's you, I just ask you to come forward, and somebody will meet you here. Church, would you just pray for a few seconds? We got time.